0: Hey guys and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Watch podcast. So very, very excited for today's guest and today's guest is Carl Henry. Uh, so Carl is at Carl Henry PT on Instagram. So Carl is one of kind of the, the OGs or kind of one of the original PTs in Ireland and got into the, the, the kind of the field at 18 and now kind of like 22 years on he's he's a, a corporate wellness speaker he's a pt he's he's on television he's in the media he has his own amazing podcast one of the top podcasts in the country the real life podcast which i will be on in january so if it hasn't come out already it will be out very soon so we'd, we spoke an awful lot right about mindset and i think it was a little bit different than kind of we both expected to kind of end up going down on tangents and we started talking about like what's the biggest change he's seen in the industry since he started, positively and neg- negatively. How to st- why how to not to kind of overcomplicate fat loss itself, making sure that you are in a place to start dieting. The biggest lesson he's learned, the importance of boundaries, not kind of caring what other people think. And kind of breaking down himself and pushing himself out of his own comfort zone and learning things, lessons about himself. Top tips to stay motivated during January and the advice he would give on that and the importance of boundaries and kind of the, the, some of the books he even talks about as well. So it's 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 a really really useful episode on the mindset stuff and I think it was it's a little bit different than kind of potentially we both were kind of hinting at um so if anyone is looking for a mindset episode for january this is definitely the one so if you guys enjoy the episode with carl henry carl how are we sir
1: i'm very good how's it going how are you
0: i'm very good carl i've been wanting to get you on for quite a long time so i know i've kind of been following you for a while and i can see on the on the on the tv too you're kind of you're kind of everywhere
1: it's busy, yeah. It is. It's busy, uh, but I love chatting to other PTs, and it's normally in around now that I get to like. It's such an important time of the year with January kicking in uh, to get the right messaging out for people. I think in terms of health and in terms of wellness. So it's great to be on. Yeah, it's good to be here.
0: Happy days, so Carl. For anyone who isn't aware of your story, you're kind of one of the the OGs in the industry. So how did you kind of get into the realm? Because you're in the air, you're in the industry for like. 22 years I think you said offer
1: yeah I am I'm nearly 40 which makes me feel really old uh I've been doing it since I was 18 uh I what do I do okay so I'm a personal trainer at heart that's my my main job I would say um we've I've a corporate wellness uh, aspect to what I do so we do internal wellness programs for companies both big small uh in Ireland and in Europe uh what else do we do I do obviously We have our own podcast, Real Health with Leia Healthcare and the Irish Independent. Uh, And then we work on media, stuff like Operation Transformation and uh, with kind of brands for everything that comes back to wellness, basically, is what I do. Uh, Whether it's PT or whether it's corporate or or brand work, it comes back to trying to help people be healthier. Um, And that underlines all the work that we do uh i've been doing it a long time i'm 22 years in my degree in ucd uh, i did my actually pt diploma before that uh pt my way, my way all through college for the first three years wow. uh set up my business properly then when i left um and would happily say that i'm addicted to work i'm addicted to what i do i love it and i've always loved it, and thankfully still love us um and as you know yourself it's a fun job it's you get to empower people you get to improve people's lives and and make a bit of a difference to people and uh it's it's uh, it's addictive i think in that respect you know it as is, yeah. to turn people away
0: it's rewarding when, when you kind of when you get a breakthrough with a client it's it, it's quite rewarding uh, particularly in kind of like the mind space and kind of getting them away from the the fatty stuff that's kind of out there and which hopefully we're going to be talking about in the kind of the years that you've been in the industry what's kind of like the biggest change you've seen positively or negatively in, in, in kind of the industry
1: oh oh god okay we're starting with the heavy hitting stuff <laughs> right away all right so from positive perspective i think on he- you know we see the healthy order and survey come out there in december uh people want to know more about health health has become far more fashionable it's become far more trendy it's become far more accessible uh, i think that's all great uh like when i started out i uh, i started personal training people in their homes uh, I have my car, I have my dumbbells in the boot and the weighing scales in the boot. I went from house to house to house to house to house. And PT really wasn't, wasn't a, a massive thing back then and certainly PT in that, in that kind of remote aspect. Now, PT is everywhere and, and there's online PT, there's in-person PT, there's group PT, which is basically a class. I don't get why they call it group or semi, semi-private PT, but anyway, uh, but, you know, it's become more accessible, which is great. And I think if COVID has done anything, it's opened up the, the world to... A consumer, so you can really find a trainer or a company that you like to work with. And I think that's really, I think that's all a real positive. Uh, from a negative perspective, I would probably go with social media. I think that um, there's pros and cons to it. I think there's a lot of fad stuff sort of pushed through it. There's a lot of opinions pushed through it that people get hooked on, and there's a lot of just nonsense on it uh, which i'm not so sure is healthy for people so i think that's probably the biggest you know every it, it's interesting every year there's a new thing right and there's a cycle so like every four years that new thing that was a new thing four years ago is back as the new thing with the new logo and new brand but it'll be atkins again just in a different a different format or ducan or you know a liquid diet whatever they all they're all cyclical they all they all come back to each other they all come back every couple of years and it's really interesting to see that and I suppose with experience you can step back and look at it but um yeah so there's pros I think the accessibility that was brilliant I think it's it's fantastic I think people just have to pick and choose where they get their content and where they get their information and what they're buying uh to make sure that they're buying a deep health approach to long-term health you know
0: and where would you kind of advise someone to kind of look for those kind of like moving away from the fat diets is there any yeah, kind of resources you use
1: it depends with the advice i think we all know right if someone tells you you're going to lose you know a stone in three weeks that it's 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 a fad i think everyone knows that you might want to do it uh but you know you know in, in your in your heart it's not a really a good idea or someone puts you on milkshake di- milkshake diet for four weeks or something you know it's a bad idea but you still do it because you want the numbers I think we have to be mature as people that we mature our choice a little bit and actually say, okay, well, look, what am I looking for here? Lifelong health. That's going to take time. That's going to take hard work. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be loads of challenges along the way, And but I want to do it for the long term. Okay, well, that's the first thing. You make the choice that how you want to approach it. And then you find match yourself with a PT or a business or whatever who support that and aren't trying to sell you a rapid weight loss transformation program with, you know, uh, I think you've got to match what you want with the company who provide that and you need to be a a mature consumer when you're making that choice um and i think in terms of it's just spending a little bit more time choosing the the, the product or choosing the person and you know chat you know chat to people chat to the the whoever you're going to spend the money with and ask those questions uh and 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 make the choice for like the Atomic Habits by like that one percent rule for long term health. That's all. That's pretty much all we do now. We don't. If someone comes in for like a film or something and they have to get in shape for a specific deadline, we might change that. But generally, it's long term health over time, and that and and that's what we've done for years. Um, and if people come looking for rapid stuff, we just
0: don't. We send them to other people. We just don't do it. I really like that idea of kind of asking questions to the coach. If you're reaching out to someone via DM, ask ask questions or even. I know ourselves, we kind of book in like consultation calls. So like before some week, they kind of get cleared by us. They fill in a form cleared by us and whether we're fit or not. And it may take an hour of our time, but it's also, if we're not a fit, we've saved them an hour somewhere else. Yeah, Uh,
1: and we're we're exactly the same. So I don't don't charge for that. I meet people uh, when we have slots for PT uh, and we have 20, 30 minutes of a chat. And you just want to see what they're looking for. And if you're not the right person as a PT, I think you have to be mature enough to say look i'm not the pt you want i'm just trust me i'm not because we're you know i don't do that type of stuff or i don't do that type of training or i don't do whatever i think you have to have the maturity to be able to turn around to the customer and say look you work really hard for your money spend it elsewhere here's a person who's really good at you know maximizing your deadlift because i'm not i'm useless at it because i've no interest in it whatsoever uh, or here's someone who's really good at getting you bought you know bodybuilding prepped because I've no interest in that either. So it's a, it, I, I think you have to be, I think that comes with age also too, I think you have to be mature as the, as the coach, but also the consumer has to ask those questions because you're going to spend, you work hard for your cash, yeah. spend it properly and just spend your time researching and, and we'll set to a couple of to clients too, listen, you know, have a chat with this person or this person, they're really good PTs. They'll deliver the same kind of thing that I'll deliver and then make your choice on who you, on who you think is the right fit, because you're going to work with these people. You want to make sure that the fit is right uh because if it's not it's not good for either for either person
0: i think you know yeah the importance of a relationship that kind of there because it's kind of like it's there's a fine line between kind of like pt and kind of therapist there's a very fine line and it's kind of you find out kind of like some of the darkest stuff that kind of goes on in people's lives obviously staying in your lane and not being afraid to outsource to counselors if that person needs that support i think is a big caveat to put out there but one of the things that kind of happens an awful lot i think we're in we're in kind of january when this episode's kind of coming out and an awful lot of people have rightly so had a little bit more food a few more drinks and a few more mince pies over the, the christmas and the importance of kind of like not overcomplicating fat loss and what, what would be your main advice and what kind of two or three main p- to top tips yeah, I,
1: I think it's a really good point you've made i think you know i'm sure you'll do it i'm sure you know and i'll have done right uh, chocolate macados are my go-to uh, and they only come out at christmas which is great <laughs> I can't get them any other time of the year. Uh, so, you know, but like life's for a living, right? And if you can't do that, if you can't have like a couple of drinks and a bit of a few biscuits and whatever, and someone's trying to make you feel guilty about it, life is just, too, if you've learned anything, life is just too short. We all spend, myself and I include it, we spend time over, you know, work calm, calms down, in around that week between Christmas and New Year's, sitting down with a pen and paper, say, okay, what do I want to do next year? What's my goal? And then I'll spend some time mapping that goal out. I generally have three for business and three for personal and i spend a little bit of time working them out and 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 i just planning them so sometimes people don't to them they want to lose fast very quickly and you know how can i lose the maximum fat loss and they look around and they'll see some fellow on instagram or some person on instagram selling it instantly with loads of supplements and loads of this and loads of fat burners and like really you know it takes time any health change takes time and we've all and i've learned that myself i go through phases in my life where you know, I my weight will stable at what it is, which is about between eighty five eighty six kgs. I've gone through times in my life where my weight's been 90 kgs. I, I've learned all the stuff that I advise my clients to to do because I've been through it and I've got to watch my own weight because I can I can get quite you know I can put on weight really, really quickly. So it's about making uh making a long-term approach. That's the first thing. Spend some time mapping it out is the second thing. And thirdly, make those goals visible. So my diary is here, it's got embarrassing Batman and Superman and Supergirl stickers on <laughs> it as t- typical pt thing uh but you know on the inside of that i've got my three personal and my three business goals i see them at least three four five times a day it gives me a reason to get out of bed it gives me a reason to work hard it gives me a reason to try and be a better person uh partner um and i see them so i, I do believe that the vision end of it is important too don't just make the goal and hide it away like when i was younger starting out i still do a bit of it i'd take you know cutouts of i was into cars and i still am i would cut out, like uh, mini was always the one i wanted and it was a, a mini cooper sports pack in Tahini blue with cream leather seats that was on my vision board for years till i got it and then the new mini came out and, was, and i used that kind of vision all the way through to just keep me focused um and that's it the vision boarding is important i think for people if you don't do it just basically take a picture of it or the the, the, the list that you put down put them somewhere you, where you can see it each day and it just gives you a reason to you know, do what you're doing because you know where you're going trying to get to. And having that sense of direction, I think, is really important, too.
0: I love the fact that you've kind of, you kind of bring it into different elements. That it's not only business or it's not only uh, finance or it's not only kind of fun or family or whatever it may be. The vision board, I glitch you have mine over here on the left. I, it genuinely makes you kind of like, even if you're kind of just kind of taking a bit of a break, you kind of lean back in the seat and you can kind of see... Where you're going, and then it's kind of checking in every month, checking in every quarter, and saying, "Well, am I on target? Do I need to push the foot floor to the floor a little bit more?" That's
1: like what you would do with your clients, and myself too. Like, and people think trainers are amazing. We're not. Like, and let's be honest about ourselves. We're, We're we're very passionate about what we do. We give people structure, and we give people regular accountability and regular check ins, and you know that. And the results come from helping the person. Eat better, move better, but we actually we supply that structure that you're chatting about there. The check-in, the idea of benchmarking your progress, whether it's you know for goals or for weight or for fat loss, it's kind of the, kind of the same thing. So that check-in concept is really crucial for loads of different aspects of life. Um, and as as PTs, that's what we provide for. We provide motivation, positivity, but at the end of the day, we provide a structure for people that you know let's let's give you accountability. Let's measure once a week or whatever your measurement time frame is. And let's just take it bit week by week by week by week by week. And people are doing too much, we'll slow them down. And if they're not doing enough, we'll try and push them a little harder. But it's that structure that that, that is the the premise of all of it. Um, and I think like you know that in that if you have a vision of where you're trying to get to, checking in regularly, are you getting there or not, and adjusting it as required. That's what it's all about. How do you hold
0: yourself accountable to yourself, though? Because I think that's a lot of people.
1: Uh, yeah. So so on uh, stuff that I can manage. Uh, I'm good at it for the stuff that I'm not. I have a PT I work with uh, that, I, that I find I'm, I'm accountable to. And then the first time I made that call, I felt really weird about it because I was like, oh, surely I should be able to do this. I do this for a living. But actually, it, it's like the carpenter's house, right? It, it It's just that. Sometimes it's just hard. And you think about it because it's what you do. You're working it all day. Uh, it's nice to be able to t- let someone else tell you what to do. Um, so every so a couple of uh, for a couple of months of the year when, talk, when things are particularly busy, I know them like for for example from August through till till now, I've worked with somebody and I don't get exercise advice off them. It's pure food accountability, and I send my way in stats, my fat my fat stats and all that. And it's it's re it's phenomenally empowering because I don't have to think about it. I can focus on what I do and what I'm good at, and just let someone else tell me what to do with the other stuff. So I'll reach out for help where required. Uh, on a personal level, I, for years, wanted to play the guitar, bought a guitar, went to a guitar teacher. Six years in, I see him every Tuesday for half an hour online now, which is great. He holds me accountable. And he for, pushes me out of my zone uh, to sing a song or to whatever. But without that, I wouldn't have done it. So I, I, I've never been afraid to reach out for help. I'm naturally very shy. I'm naturally very quiet. In work mode, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not cocky or brash but i'd be quite confident from a work yeah. perspective on a personal perspective i'd, I'd be the opposite i'd be I, I don't like i i would very uh i'd be anxious socially anxious in a lot of in, in many regards I'm a bit or, i'd be a bit awkward like that but i'm not afraid to reach for help so my first radio thing came up uh years ago uh i went and got communication training for a day i rang the best company i could find chatted to them liked them booked in for a full day with, the, with the, one of the mds and he literally broke me apart for the day. And then forget it. He absolutely he sat me down, recorded it. We watched it back. And he's like, what's your problem? What do you think your problem is? And I'm like, well, I stutter. I stammer. I have no idea what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm t- And I'm very, like a lot of PTs are, I'm very, uh, I need a process of everything. I, I work really well with processes. And for presenting, it was the same. I needed to know what to do and how to do it because I didn't have a clue. And uh it's not so I'm not afraid to reach out for help when required and sometimes that can be really difficult uh with like particularly ringing you know ring another trainer who I'd never met before I interviewed him I just liked him he's really nice this this fella takes no nonsense but he's nice so I rang him. I said I, I said this is gonna sound really odd he said actually no he said I do the same with his other fella but he I'm accountable to him so it's like a chain right and it's been absolutely one of the best things I've done it's been it really has it's just I don't have to think about that end of that aspect of my life uh, and it's kept me on track really well actually so yeah it's um that's that's the accountability bit I just surround myself
0: with people that I
1: that I need in whatever area it is to be accountable and to keep me kind of vaguely on the straight and narrow.
0: I really like that idea of kind of ringing up the communications experts and kind of like being torn apart and kind of being prepared to listen to what they said rather than taking offense to it and actually applying it to yourself. You're probably using some of those skills now when you're talking to me or you're on OT or whatever it's it may be. the
1: hardest thing I've ever done. Well, one of the hardest things I've ever done. Uh, it, it was just so scary because like naturally I have Stammer and I am a stutter. and at 20, I went in there at 23 probably. Uh, you're really awake, self-conscious at that age anyway. Yeah. Um, you haven't got the life experience behind you. You haven't got the years of work behind you where you have a bit more confidence about yourself. And it was really daunting and plus, even to this day i don't like watching myself back on telly but uh or anywhere but um you're sitting in a room with this person who you don't know and he's literally breaking you down and saying well you didn't do that you didn't do that and he did that we didn't do that and here's and then he builds it back up like a house he's you know you build the foundations of what you're going to talk about and the projection of how you project your voice and the visuals and and just really simple interesting stuff but it was scary and sometimes you need to I think sometimes you need to do that it's like taking on you know if you if you're if one you're only listening in you know wants to do a marathon well it's the same thing a marathon scares you if you can't walk from here to there but with 16 or 18 with experience and with consistency you can do it and it's nice to do scary stuff uh every now and again and even myself i would every couple of years we do something bonkers just to see if i can do it and sometimes i can sometimes i can't but i learn from the experience of doing that whether it's a race or an event or uh, singing in front of people or whatever, it's just to see, can I? I'm fascinated to see what I can do and what I can't do, uh, and how far that can be pushed. Uh, what surprised you the most? Oh, um, uh, what's up? Probably, the, I, I i got into Ironmans Man's for a while, then I got into Ultra Running, and I'm not a natural runner, I run really awkwardly, really awkwardly. Uh, and I, I broke one of, my, one of my ankles when I was younger, my left one, so my whole body just it just run a funny way and uh and yeah the first one i did i got i built up to it over a couple of years i always wanted to have a go at the 100 miler in connemara and at that point I, I just i was so fit going into it i was running 340 marathons in training for the crack and i'm a 339 marathon pb like i'm not that's as fast as i go uh and then about mile 80 i for the first time properly i broke i broke the for really long runs like that you you, you hit a couple of walls after like the third marathon you start hitting a few weird points and then it got get really dark in lanan and connemara and i pass out ray the race director who i know really well i f- felt great and i was doing like reasonably. there was only 25 of us up there but like i was i was i was up to, up i was in like 12th or 13th and i felt in bits but brilliant and then i broke and i was fascinated what happens when you hit that point where you've you've put you've literally you've broken yourself you've yourself so hard and just to see what's there and how tough you. not it's not toughness either it's more it's what happens at that point and you can never train for that till you're in I just blew up I absolutely just blew up and then of course when that happens every the, the wave of fatigue hits you and the cold and those hypother, hypother, hypothermic and then anyway i was i was intrigued by what happens when you break uh down and it, that, that it took me to my mid-30s to back off a little bit actually and say you know what you need a year or two just go and have just run a 5k if you want to stop trying to be you know dean carnazes because you're not so you know so that i found that really interesting just to see what just how i'd react uh when things got exceptionally hard uh and uh yeah, I was surprised. I was found wanting, which 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 surprised me. But I also learned a huge amount from it. Huge amount as a person, massive. Um, uh, so that that surprised me. Uh, and actually, the hardest part of anything I've done is singing in front of people. My guitar te- teacher stuck me in front of a crowd one time. Horrible. The the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done. It is just it is a trial. And it was like so. Like he teaches all. Sorry, I'm talking about it But he, he teaches all these kids, right? So there's about say 20, uh, 25 of us in this little recital in, Blan- in Blanchardstown and in Drea. And like all these little kids are amazing because they have no fear. Like yeah. they're 10, they're eight, they're 12 and they're singing and they're, they're unbelievable. All us adults are in the back shaking like, you know. But again, I think it's that vulnerability of being stuck in front of a crowd. And all of a sudden you have to not just play, but you've got to sing, which is very, very scary. Uh, but I, I got through it. And I think you need people in your corner to push it out of your comfort zone a little bit, whether it's a PT or a friend or a partner. It was, I, I really didn't want to do it. Like, I really genuinely didn't want to do it. But actually, at the end of what I did it, I survived. Everyone clapped because that's what you do with, you know, even if you're bad, you're still going to clap. So, you know, uh, I, was intri- I was intrigued by just how difficult that was. It was just so hard. Uh, but um, there we go. Yeah, it's
0: a long answer to a short question. But no, but I think, it's, uh, I think it's interesting because one is kind of like a solo task and one was kind of a group task because there was kind of like a community to it.
1: Yeah, I... I the solo thing I, i've always been a so i played rugby for for 12 years uh loved the team thing then i went to college and i became a total introvert and just loved being on my audio and running and hill walking and mountain running and iron manning and it was all on my own i loved it uh the first big race back uh was a couple of years back and i've discovered a new i discovered that I, in a t- in a a team of people who like to be on their own I actually function very well which surprised me too uh it um uh, it um, was a racer in Ireland bike race four lads on bikes uh, one person on the road continuously you have a four day cut off to go around the country basically and it was it, it was a it was the toughest event I've ever done but it was also the best because there was a bit of camaraderie uh, and that was that was really interesting to see how you, you know that you can change you can change from being a team to a solo back to a team back to a little bit of both and that we're not as stuck in our personalities as, as we potentially think we are you know
0: yeah i think i think the, the the singing one would definitely uh nobody needs to hear that from me so <laughs> <laughs> nobody needs to hear that
1: scary yeah
0: big time uh you like you're you've spoken about the running there and I, y- even if you follow your stories you're kind of like oh, you're you kind of pr- 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 maybe hold yourself accountable without kind of realizing that you're going out for a run how important is that for you to kind of like have your U you time because i know you've got a family as well and any advice to anyone kind of starting off in January, kind of having that you time and kind of potentially having that kind of breakaway and stress relief, if you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's, it's life is busy and work is really busy. And it, just like yourself, for what I do, you're on, right? And you're giving all day and I love it, absolutely love it. But I do find I need 30 minutes, if not 60 minutes a day on my ownio just to blow off some steam, whether it's on the treadmill or whether it's on the swift uh, or outside or whatever, it doesn't really matter. I need something. Um, and again, as you get older, you learn a bit more about yourself. You learn kind of what you really need just to, to keep level and to keep your mental health in check. Not just my weight perspective, just my wellness perspective. So for me, I need to move a bit my own as much as possible. Uh, and if I don't, I find it's just more difficult to deal with everything. Um, and even in terms of work, like if we're doing corporate work and like from all my work for the last two years and continuously so far is from home. Like if you're doing a big corporate gig uh to loads of people and like you're, you're 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 psyching yourself up all day before the gig starts and then you present uh and like if i'm presenting i present from here uh to whatever like if there could be doesn't matter what the numbers are but whether it's four people or even chatting to yourself you all get nervous know, you get exceptionally nervous then you get the buzz of accomplishment when you do it across the marathon finish line then you're buzzing for about two hours and then it drops and that's difficult to handle because of the the excitement versus the the, the 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 relief when it's over. Actually, so if I'm movement, I need to move uh, on my own for at least half an hour to sixty minutes a day somehow. Because uh, if I don't, I just find it's more difficult to make the right choices. Um, I just don't feel as well. I don't sleep as good. I don't. I just. I'm just not in as good a place when i when I move. So like, but in, Instagram is a funny thing. I just randomly post stuff. I Really. Uh, and say look you know it's run time or food time or lunch time or i'm very i can quite like that but uh it's also just to you know if i just the people follow it to to, to get them nudging a little bit so on I post like the fridge pictures or the fridge videos people send me dms of their fridge and then they send me oh i've definitely i've eaten better this week because my fridge is more and that's really cool it's actually really nice um to it's really nice to to, to see but uh yeah movement i i need Downtime, absolutely. Um I probably don't get enough of it at the moment, but that's okay. It'll come in time. Uh, and if I don't, it's it, everything's more difficult. Absolutely. So time on my own is, is crucial.
0: You sure to turn off.
1: I absolutely. I would describe myself as one hundred percent addicted to my job. Absolutely. And I've burnt out less now uh, earlier part of my career a couple of times where I really flatlined just from and it sounds funny. People think of our job as really trendy and cool, and it is. It's, amazing. it's an amazing career. I absolutely, I, I love it. But it, I, I'm a hundred percent addicted to it. Like my screen time, my phone is ridiculous. And then every now and again, I try and assess it, and I just, it, I just end up doing more work on it uh, because I find it very difficult to step off. And I have tried the new thing on the iPhone, which is the. It's like a like a personal mode thing, which just annoys me after a while because I reckon I've missed an email from a client or I've missed a food diary or whatever. So yeah, I do. I absolutely do. I I find it very difficult to not to switch off from. And i would probably say if you ask my, my other half, she'll tell you I'm on, i I'm, I'm in work mode most of the day, if not all of it. Very rare that I wouldn't be. Um, for some people, that's an issue. For me, I just kind of love it. I you know that's where the run becomes important or the cycle becomes important because for that i'm not on uh i, can, I won't i'll never answer my phone when i'm running i'll never answer on cycling that's my my time um but there are other people who are far better at segmenting work and life than i am i'm not as good at it as i should be and it's certainly on my list of things to improve <laughs> along with a few other things but uh yeah it, it's something i need to work on absolutely yeah yeah
0: yeah, I think I think the pressure of kind of being self-employed is always is on there as well. You don't know when the next meal is going to be there, if you know what I mean. So.
1: Absolutely, and that that can be really it can be really difficult, you know. Um, like all I know is is hard work. That's all I've ever known. I'm from a family of like my dad works from still. He's seventy two. He's still in the gym at half five in the morning and and leaves. He's last at the door generally, uh, and I grew up with that. So it's all I know is. You just work harder than the next person, and I've all and I've always done that. I've from, and it's I'm not not that looking back on it now. You can look at it with a slightly different tinge, but like I for the first six eight years of work, I would have missed everything parties, birthdays, christenings, funerals, whatever. Wouldn't have cared because all I wanted to do was work and and to build up my business and try and build a brand and build. gap in the market that i thought that i'd seen which was i thought there was a gap for like a matt roberts fitness brand that we didn't really have here yet who's a guy over in the uk um whose book i read when i started out and my only route to that was that i knew was work uh i've been phenomenally lucky like i i I every i thank my lucky sarah's all the time but i spent the first eight ten years just working i miss it i just didn't care all i want I'd i'd be slightly obsessive you'll get that from the chat uh already but i just applied that to work i just wanted to work more than anyone else and get as, to work with more people than anybody else and just to be better as quickly as i could and that was the only route that i knew
0: you know yeah it's it's funny like you, you do mirror your parents like in and like if you if like you're you're saying that your dad kind of was in a half five and then he's kind of out for last in and and stuff like that so it's 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 a credit to yourself on that sort of things but it's about finding that balance i think you've learned lessons from burning out i think if any pt probably has burnt out uh, at some stage you mentioned there kind of about kind of like reading and kind of stuff is there any kind of like books or podcasts that kind of hit you a lot in the last during lockdown or the last few years that you kind of recommend
1: i I like to read non-fitness stuff Uh, i do read lots of fitness stuff too by the way too obviously whatever the new thing is i'll generally read it first uh i'll try and get my head around it and just get get a sense of it because in case someone asks a client asks so should i do you know five two or paleo or whatever (laughs) you know so I'll, i'll always read up on that so i'll be on top of it but no um i like history and biographies i love history i love history i love big old houses and that whole end of things for some reason I don't know why I just do so that'd be my I, I read I try to read a good bit uh recently what I've got Peter Schmeichel's autobiography uh I've got a few other ones that I can't remember uh what else have I got I got, uh, like Jerry Hussey's book has been really good um I like non-fitness-based books yeah absolutely and then doc i like i love documentary history history documentary i always want to be an archaeologist that's my other if I, it wasn't the pt i wanted to be an archaeologist so i love history and so uh, na- uh national geographic docs are my are sadly my thing i absolutely love them like but the, you know egypt or something yeah. or whatever just and, and that's my it's about escapism like that's my sense of escapism where i don't it's not a bike or it's just it's just something totally different uh, and I think that's really important. I think you do need to switch off somehow. Um and that
0: would be the way that would be the way I would I would do it. And what's the kind of what's the biggest kind of lesson that you've learned from kind of do the hosting the the podcast that you the very successful podcast that you currently have? What's the biggest lesson that you've taken away or something a guest has said and like, that has hit me like a ton of bricks?
1: The biggest lesson there is is be prepared. And what I mean, I don't mean to be that that as a as a host, right? we that We had that idea in our heads for about four years. Uh, we, we myself, I have an agent, and even Noel, and the team at NK, uh, who work with me. So, we had an idea for a health podcast, and we wanted it a certain way with a platform like the Arch Independent, with a sponsor because we wanted to do record it basically in radio quality with a studio and all that. Uh, I went for an, I went for a slot that had come up on a radio station for a show. I didn't get it, and off the back of that, we said, oh, "Well, actually, we've got really, this really good idea. We think and this really good setup for a podcast, and we had it just ready to go at the right time." And then Leia Healthcare thankfully came on board uh, and have sponsored us ever since. So the prepare thing was that also we had a pre- we always. We like that had been, you know, there as an idea for a while. And that's how we 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 kind of just had it ready at the right time and the right opportunity came along with the right people to make it happen. Um and that's and that follows through to the guests, right? Because if you haven't done your prep, you'll know very, very quickly. Uh and it's all about uh it's an extension of what I'd like to do, which is I love people. I just love chatting to people and my, our brand or my brand of what, what i do is i simplify all the stuff so it makes because that's how i like to learn i like to learn i like to break all the all the nonsense down and just give me black and white give me top five tips that's all i want to know so we could no matter who the guest is we try and do that with them and take away all the fluff and all the nonsense and say okay well look what are the top five things in your area for your job you want everyone to do and that's i think what people tend to like from it um it's great crack it's nerve wracking right every interview you do I, I get really nervous every time every and we're four years in every time absolutely whether it's doesn't matter whether the guest could be it doesn't matter who the guest is whether like like and we've had some really big guests on but like the, the guests is irrelevant because everyone you just treat people as a person doesn't matter who you are because yeah. well you're a nice person you're on the show that's it and uh it's just about yeah, I, th- I think for me, anyway, the, the market who follow what I do, and is, is, it's because it's what I like, I like simple content, and we try and make it really simple. So we have a prep done, I've got a team work with me on the show, which is great. And uh, we just have everything ready to rock. So I suppose it's prep, and also it was a dream. It was some before we did it before podcasts really became a thing. They were just starting out. And uh i just thought i think there's something in this i think there this could be a really good platform if it's done the right way it could really work and and thankfully it has um and it's been lots of fun lots of fun but it's scary every episode every recording is scary but you know you've got to nudge out of your comfort zone a little bit every 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 now and again
0: yeah it doesn't matter how many episodes you've kind of you've done it it is different every person's different um and you're also like are they going to sit there and kind of give one word answers and And that's
1: obviously the nightmare we've had that twice and neither app have we put out oh really I, no yeah one app was yeah we had a yes no answers from two and one of the fir- one of those people chased me to come on there and threw in so I'm like oh i'm going to come on i'm going to tell you whatever and then like literally yes no
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it was terrible uh but yeah so so yeah that's always the, that's always the nightmare but it is because it's nerve-wracking because when you're like you know yourself when you're hosting it it's your it's your baby it's your gig right so you've got to be there and you got to be on it because if you're not, if you start messing it up, it's a mess. So uh, the pressure is absolutely on, but uh, it's great crack. I love it. We've always, yeah, it's great crack.
0: Awesome. And you talk about there right, kind of the top five tips. And one of the big things I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't kind of revert to some of them that you put on your reels recently yeah. and on the podcast in relation to staying motivated. Because I think it's kind of one of those buzzwords that a lot of people kind of use, use and go to, and kind of blame sometimes as well. Kind of the top five tips that you kind of use for seeing, staying motivated in January.
1: Yeah, great question. Um, so the first one is about having the right goal and spending time identifying that. Second one is surrounding yourself with a network or or a group to make that goal happen. Third one uh, is that it's balanced. So we would encourage our clients to, you know, once a week go out and have a treat. Some people don't like the word treat. I don't have an issue with that. I don't like
0: the word treat. I'm one of those.
1: OK, well, they go to go have like a whatever. Right. If they want to go have a takeaway, knock yourself out yeah and that's just and that so so that it's a balanced approach to wellness that's important uh four find exercise you love if you love it you'll do it if you hate it don't become like don't sign up to to the spin class when you hate spinning like why, why 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 waste your money uh and fifth is i would say filter your instagram i would say go through it with a tooth comb and get rid of all the nonsense that you know is just wrecking your head or making you feel bad about your life because you don't have the car or you don't have that body or they're never real anyway they're always i've yeah they're always they, they never they never add up in real life i've met a few of, of a lot of that crowd and you need them in real life and they're like literally half the size in not a, in a, in, a, in a, from a muscular perspective uh or you know they're just they're never what they what you think they are. So I would say I'd filter that and make sure that your Instagram or your social is full of stuff that enhances your life, uh, not makes not makes your uh, not makes yourself not makes you negative.
0: Love that. And uh, the last question, I know we were talking a little bit off air, about kind of like you're talking about DMs and kind of there's the positive side to social media, which is amazing, and there's also the negative side, which I think a lot of people can get caught up in. I think have got caught up in in exactly the last like two years. But how do you kind of? you mentioned something off air about not caring what other people think. you kind of got like age has definitely helped you kind of process that. What have, what tools do you have you brought in yourself and any advice to anyone out there?
1: Yeah. So I suppose as you get older, you, you get a bit more confident in what you do. And that's not to say you don't get rattled because you do sometimes. Um, several years ago, it was about five or six years ago now. Uh, I got a big email in from someone uh, in January. It was a full A4 basically a essay on me and how my leg moved when i squatted and what clothes i wore and didn't wear and how i looked a certain way when it was really it was really strange anyway uh so you do get rattled and 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 you know and i think socials become a really weird place now there's a lot particularly in our business with a lot of big egos and part of their sales pitch is their big ego that goes with it um and to that email that came in uh, i never forget it, it really it actually did upset me for a bit but actually i responded with the same thing which i kind of do now which is thanks a million for your email uh meet me for a cup of coffee and discuss all your problems here let me know when suits you and we can have a bit of lunch and sure we'll have a chat about it because you're, you're you're diffusing the bomb there you're killing it with kindness right you're diffusing that the, the sense of they're looking for a big pow yeah i couldn't be arse they just couldn't have enough going on uh and and on the instagram the same when dms come in oh you know you, your fridge doesn't impact your health or whatever i might tell people to walk for health they tell people to do simple stuff that works and i'm 22 years doing this i can happily stand over all of it uh and you get someone who might be from a, a particular type of movement or a particular type of eating who may not agree with what you're talking about and it, it's one thing not agreeing with some of the stuff that comes in i, I i've actually I, I i won't even repeat half but it. like it's really heavy stuff and again sometimes i've got a response to listen meet you for a coffee whenever suits uh other times i just block it and uh just get on with my life you know but it does sometimes it gets to you and i think i'd be i think everyone would be lying if 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 they said that it didn't um but you can't let it impact what you're trying to do my goal in life is to help people m- be better and move better and feel better in the long term that's what my goal and underlines everything i do you can't. Someone who doesn't agree with you, who's brainwashed by a, a particular movement or eating cult, I couldn't care less what they think because they're they're in that space and time where all they know or all they think about is is this is, is immersive form of movement or eating or whatever. And because it's outside of that, they may think, oh, you know, it's uh, challenging. But with time and age, you become a bit harder to. You're like, you know what? If you don't agree with me, no, that's totally cool that's your that's your decision i can't change it uh and then the coffee comment comes out every now and again you know for and no one's ever followed through on that ever
0: wow that's that's uh the, a-
1: the person who sent that email actually emailed me back about two years later uh a they apologized in the, at the start of the email and then b they were looking for something for a charity thing they were doing getting chance to give us a couple of books and come along i was like no like <laughs> no uh that are be funny um but like you know you just have to get on with it and i think i think if we all if we all thought that everyone agreed with everything we did you'd never do anything you'd never do your podcast no. you'd never you know put, put your books out i wouldn't either but you just have to back yourself and say okay well look i'm not telling you know this is not like i'm recommending atkins it's not like i'm recommending you know a ketogenic diet for people i'm telling people to eat takeaways and and you know balance their life out a little bit if you're picking holes in it, there's no, there there really is very few holes to pick. Uh, but you become a bit more. And it's not, it's not cocky, you know, and, and I hope that comes across. I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not that type. But uh, you just become a bit more self assured that you know what, you know, I've done my training, I've worked this through with twenty five, thirty thousand clients. I'm very happy with what I recommend. If You don't agree with it? That's your business. And if you want to be this big ego and go on your Instagram and rant about it to all your followers, knock yourself out because I just don't spend my time uh, engaging in that you know so it's, it's a funny old world it's funny because Instagram creates this kind of area of people where they're your followers will almost if you're that tight they push you to keep going because they support and the, the self-supporting bubble of, of of content and uh it can be it, it can be people get addicted to it you know it's funny it's a strange it's a very strange platform
0: it, it is very strange and I think it's I think the the age thing I think like I know you're, I don't want to call you old you're not that much know, older than me but I'm
1: older
0: than you I know that but <laughs> well, you're not that much older than me but I think it, I think age does definitely help because I think you, you you kind of know where to spend your energy like you want to put your energy into like the business talking to those who want the help and being that side of stuff but it's interesting how that person kind of turned around and was saying sorry but then was looking for something else out of it i was interesting how kind of humans take and look for something but carl i've I loved to have in this chat and i think there's a, there's a lot of uh, takeaways for a lot of people on this where can people find out about the podcast where can people find out about you in socials yeah, and well, also promoting for, the new tv
1: thanks for having me on first and foremost obviously it's uh it's lovely to be here uh so the podcast is real health it's out every thursday with uh the arson pennant and leia uh instagram is where i do most of my work i've kind of come off twitter because it, it just just of nope. angry people uh so at carl henry pt is, is where i'm at on that and um, people can find um everything out there we do a live q a and stuff every uh every week as well and that so yeah either of those either of those two areas to get most of the content uh, and then obviously we're back on air in january with the tv show so that's wednesday nights on rt one
0: happy days carl i can't thank you enough for so much of your time I'm looking forward to coming to chat with yourself on uh the podcast in uh and then in the next week or so
1: Certainly will. gentlemen thanks shane thank you very much. Cheers, buddy. Bye.